The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Dueling Review. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. This week, it is John Carter of Mars, Volume 2, Number 2. I'm Stephen Schleicher over there, Matthew Peterson. Hello, Matthew. What up? Chuck Brown and George Campdeus, I think is how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing it wrong. He does some work with Jason Inman on his Super Best Friends uh, comic book mm-hmm. series. He does the art for that. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about John Carter of Mars number two, in which we see a bunch of, of Earthlings going to Mars and John Carter and a bunch of aliens on Earth. Yeah. John Carter uh, rose from the dead. In the well, that's issue. that's that's always his thing, right? Because his body always <laughs> remains behind. And so they right. think that he's uh, they always think that he's dead. So anytime he comes from Mars to Earth, he always wakes up in his ancestral tomb inside the inside the grave right <laughs> okay so there's okay. you know there's literally stories that um uh what's his face conan uh writer um howard robert ha- e howard no robert e howard is uh is uh, conan, um, conan edgar rice edgar rice burroughs sorry tarzan ah tarzan's different than conan got it okay yeah. i'm with you now uh so edgar rice burroughs uh, in in the stories that he writes, there are times where he comes back and he's actually interacting with like, um, his nephews and uh, that are like several generations younger than him, that are all grown up and and outlying his because he spent all this time in his tomb. Yeah, I mean, because uh, time passes different. I mean, he spends hundreds of years up on, well, decades upon decades uh, up on um, on Mars. And then he comes back. So, you know, his uh, John Carter's stories take place right after the Civil War is when Mm -hmm. he goes to Mars for the first time. This story is obviously taking place in the 1930s, probably. Um, Well, after the Civil War. So, you know, he's been he's been gone for a while. And uh, as we come back, it would not surprise me if this takes place. I don't know. 1938, perhaps uh, because there's green Martians on Earth uh, in an invasion just just i don't know matthew you read issue one i did not mm-hmm. war uh, of the world yeah that's so that's what i'm wondering if this is like a you've heard about war of the worlds but did you know about the real war of the worlds dun, 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 dun. so we get green martians we get red martians we get threens we get uh white apes all in this uh all in this uh, story as well as uh some collaborations between the militaries and the martians and john carter trying to save people question mark and kill green Martians. Although I thought he had uh, at one point become, maybe this is a different group of green Martians, but at one point I thought he was friends with the green Martians and they had brokered a piece, but perhaps not. Um, what'd you think there, Matthew? What'd you think of this, this, this story of pow and slam and sword fighting and arms being cut off and whatnot. I was totally at sea. I mean, I, I've read John Carter, stuff before i mean i watched 
part of that Disney movie once. I've read the Marvel John Carter books from the 70s. I mean, I'm almost certain that we have reviewed John Carter books previously for major spoilers and on Dueling Review. And I still was just completely at sea in this issue. It just, I, I don't know how to, to explain how lost I was because I immediately, after finishing my first read-through, went, okay, I'm going to go back and we're going to start from issue one. So I got issue one and I'm going to read it and then I'll read issue two and then then I'll be good. I'll know what I'm doing. I'll be here. Everything will be groovy. And it 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 it, it wasn't. I, I read issue one and then I read issue two and I'm still just kind of at sea. And I wonder if you, as uh, the the closer to a you know a Robert E. Howard superfan or a Edgar Rice Burroughs I'm not a person. huge Edgar Rice Burroughs fan, but probably more of a pulp uh, aficionado yes. than you. Definitely. My my pulp stuff, I mean, I know the basics, but I don't sit and go, hmm, here's some good pulp, and here's some bad pulp, and here's some each writer haggard. Do you, after reading this issue, feel like, this is so. This is like a super amazing adaptation. Oh, this Matthew, is not an adaptation of anything. It. Let me just tell you, this well, is not you an know adaptation what I mean. of anything. This is this is super um, amazing continuation of the story. No, that I've read. it's it's not it. Okay, I didn't care for the story again. I didn't read issue one, uh, and okay. I was hoping that Dynamite used to put on in the inside front cover previously, and I thought. Maybe I'm thinking of some other publishers that were doing it, but I could have swore that Dynamite was doing it for a while. So I figured that would catch me up on what was going on. And so I just jumped into this head, uh, you know, feet first and right. was like, OK, uh, let me see if I can make out what's going on. There's a lot of confusion, I think, in the structure of the story, who all of the characters are, because there is a uh, black guy and a white guy who are not John Carter, who are mm -hmm. running around doing something. And I don't know what their story is or who they are. Uh, it's pretty easy to pick out John Carter, although he's wearing, again, he's buried in his own clothes here. So it would make sense right. that he doesn't come out naked, uh, like right. he does in the comic books. Um, but yeah, there's just a lot of unanswered questions about what is really going on in this story. And mm -hmm. I found it mostly confusing. Although if you are someone who has read the John Carter books and you know, the difference between the red Martians and the green Martians and the white apes and the, what are they called? The right. fiends. The purple uh, apes. Yeah. The three, the, the, the three. Yeah. The three. Then, you know, or Thern, that's what they are. Uh, then the you, third, yeah. then you know, you kind of know what the different factions are and why they don't like each other, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I did not care for the story very much at all. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel like a John Carter story. It just feels like, and I tell you, it feels like an issue five of a six issue miniseries. So this may be only a four issue miniseries. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just don't. You know, for, to me, if you're going to mm -hmm. tell a pulpy story, right, you have generally some kind of fantastic. And this is more sci fi pulp than uh, adventure hero man pulp like you get with your Doc Savages or even your Conans or um, uh, Tarzans. But, you know, you need to set it up to where, okay, something fantastical has happened. In this case, John Carter is back on Earth. Also, there's mm -hmm. Martians on Earth. John Carter is trying to find Dejah Thoris. Meanwhile, back on Mars, Dejah Thoris is trying to find John Carter. Right. Also, people are being transported from Earth to Mars, which isn't a good thing. Uh, so that sets up your mystery. But then you have to have something that, okay, how is John Carter exploring this? What is he doing to 
find a solution. And here he's not just, he's not finding a solution. He's just going in and, you know, cutting everything up, which again is not unlike the John Carter that we find in the pulps, but this is, a I don't know. If you read John Carter, you know, he's more than happy to pull out a sword and, and hack it at green Martians or white apes or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. and do those kinds of things. But this just, I'm lacking context. So perhaps I should read the first issue, mm-hmm. but then of course well, he needs to come up with a, with a solution of some type. Uh, and I, I just don't see that in here beyond just a big fight. The the thing about issue one that confuses me is it never really does give us a solid time frame. But when John returns to his body, the implication is that his body is a completely skeletonized corpse. Yeah. And that he has been on, you know, Barsoom for so long that his body well, has been is, dead and buried for is, decades. Ni- if this is 1938, which is what my right. guess is going to be, that would be 50 mm-hmm. years since the Civil War. Well, it's definitely post-Civil War. And in issue one... Oh, no, one, I mean, if you see in the cars... A couple and, of and the guys... One, they're definitely some Model T, Model A type cars, so... Right. But a couple of guys are running around in uniforms that look like um like uh union army uniforms mm-hmm. uh the two guys who show up at the mansion and it's not clear to me whether that's a flashback or if it's something taking place and that's another thing that i kind of have some issues with because we tra- transition back and forth from um john's on on earth and then deja torres uh deja does not appear except in uh john beginning and end yeah. i don't know if it's a, a dream sequence or whatever uh, in, the, in the previous issue, but Deja's in this one more than she was in the previous one, but she's apparently still on Barsoom. Yeah, on Mars. She's on which, Mars. So whatever happens, so time moves differently on Mars is what you're telling me. So the decades on Mars would not be the same as the decades that have passed on Earth. So, okay. Now well, I, I mean, yes, because Mars is at a farther orbit. So a year on Mars is longer than a year on Earth. Okay. And but there are also some children in a in a Buick falling through time and space, and just yeah, I I I cannot parse this all out in my head. I'm having issues with how this this book goes, and I don't know. I, I'm also not a hundred percent thrilled with the visuals. Yeah, I'm not either. I didn't. I I, I like his his. Um super best friend artwork, but this artwork, I just don't care for it. Uh, it, and again, I could be wrong, but it feels like it's being drawn digitally and that the ink work, the line work is super, super thin. Like it's being rendered with a 0.03 micron pin. And I don't like (laughs) that. And there's, I mean, the shading is more like cell shading than actual shading. And there's some weird texture stuff that goes on in places. I just didn't care for the art at all. It's very confusing at times. Now, granted, we're looking at a review copy, and certainly if you're reading a print version of this, you've got pages right. that are side by side, and there are some double-page spreads that I think benefit uh, from looking at them in double-page spreads, but mm-hmm. it gets a little confusing when you work uh, page by page in a digital format. Um, yeah, there's just some stuff in here that just doesn't make sense visually either. Yeah. It's, it's I don't know, This the, to me, this was not a fun a fun issue to read. And I, and I like John Carter. I like the princess of Mars series. Uh, mm-hmm. I've read most of them, uh, over the years. Uh, I think, I think princess of Mars is still the best one of, of all the John Carter books. 
but this one just didn't do it for me. This I was I was really into. Okay, let's let's get a good adventure. And this is one of those cases where the cover art is super misleading because the cover art is radically different from what we see inside. Inside, David Acosta is the one that did the main cover. Um, and so I think that was a little off putting to me as well. I, you know, I'm not necessarily a guy who says there should be nudity in comic books, but when you're dealing with a property where John and Deja are in those stories, like literally naked, I feel like if you're not willing to commit to that, what are you doing with the John Carter property? Why are you doing this? If you're not going to, again, I'm not saying I want naked comics, but I also feel like, I don't know. Well, I, John I feel back like on Earth. He's not going to be naked back on Earth if he's back in his old body. Um, right, I've, but I've they, made the comment back on Mars. She could be naked. Yeah, she could be, but there's really no reason to do that. I mean, um, <laughs> even on the cover art by um, who's it? Frazetta, I guess, is, did a lot of the mm-hmm. cover art. Even that is not nude. It's uh, all right. you know, uh, pasties and and you know, tiny bikini type stuff and flowing silks. Frosting, yeah. Yeah. Flowing silks type things. And even with John Carter, with his giant, uh, cod piece, uh, kind of stuff going on, even the, <laughs> even the reprints of stuff outside of the pulp magazines, uh, mm-hmm. had clothes on. Even if you go back to the original pulps, uh, the original appearances of these things, um, right. they're, they're still wearing, they're still wearing clothes, even though, you know, John Carter does say, I woke up on Mars or he goes, I woke up and I was naked. And, uh, you know, he's running around Mars and finding out his superpowers and all those kinds of things. Uh, so this doesn't really bother me because you can't really run, um, as much nudity as Burroughs was describing in a princess, princess of Mars in a comic book without getting in trouble Mm, Uh, or having to put an adult tag on here for something that is generally just pulpy pulpy goodness, all ages, you know, this is stuff that, you know, some of it was probably designed for, uh, adults, but a lot of it was just, uh, you know, teens and higher readers. So right. yeah, you're not going to be able to, to do a direct adaptation into comics. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I say get them naked, but you know, again, I'm not everybody. And I think that, you know, there's something to be said for, a new adaptation, taking a whole new, you know, trip and just, this is a new thing. This is not what you know. Don't expect what you know. We're going to do something different. I'm fine with that. I really am. And I'm, you know, I'm not a traditionalist. I'm not like a hardcore guy of man. If it's not on the pages and it wasn't written by Tarzan's daddy, it's not real. But I'm also like, sometimes that doesn't work. And I feel like maybe this attempt to, maybe do something different or something, you know, more modern question mark, brighter. I don't know what they're trying for. Didn't necessarily come off the way that they thought it was gonna. And that's, that's kind of a bummer to me because when you see these, you know, these properties that have been around for a hundred plus years, you do kind of think, Hey, I want this story to make me a fan of John Carter or, you know, make me a fan of whoever, whatever it is that we're reading. And I don't feel like this book is necessarily going to be the book that grabs me and makes me a big fan. But then I also feel like people who are, you know, super big fans already are also going to be unhappy with this. So, you know, I feel like we haven't 
we haven't really served either audience with this particular story. Uh, I think the problem that I have with the art is, uh, you know, you look at either the original, um, you look at the original art on the cover of um, uh, All Story Magazine back in 1912, or you, like I said, or you look at the the Bantam book republishings with uh, the beautiful fantasy art from Frazetta and others. And I think that puts in your mind of what this should look like. And then you get this, which really feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't jibe correctly, at least for me. Um, I kept having Peter Chung flashbacks. It's like uh, almost, uh, you know, an eighties Eon flux kind of feel here. And, that's kind of why I feel like maybe they're trying to, you know, modernize and, and update and change, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to have to say pass on this, which is unfortunate. Uh, Dynamite has done a really good job in the past with the Burroughs, uh, Princess of Mars, John Carter stuff. I think they've only mm-hmm. recently gotten the John Carter name because everything else has always been uh, Princess of Mars or Deja Thora's. Uh, that kind of stuff. They've really had to mm-hmm. steer away from the use of John Carter in the in the comics a lot. So I don't know if this is something new in their license agreement. This is a volume two uh, in the series. Um, but yeah, it just it doesn't feel like a John Carter story to me. And it doesn't look like what I want in a John Carter story. So I'm going to say pass. Uh, some of you who are big John Carter fans, I know there's some people who are listening live in our chat room. Uh, on our discord server who are John Carter fans and uh, have probably read all the princess of Mars books as well. Uh, and so this might be up your alley. If you're going to, you definitely need to track down issue one, which is easy because everything's a digital comic these days. Uh, you're going to have to track down issue one to really, I think fully understand what's going on. This is not a jumping on point. This is, this feels like the penultimate issue to be honest. Um, and, and that also is kind of weird and disjointed. So a big pass for me. I have to agree. I don't feel like, you know, when, when you jump into a book like this, uh, first of all, this is not my first comic book rodeo. And even though I'm not like a pulp aficionado or connoisseur, I've read pulps. I know pulp. I know pulp tone. You know, I have a, a generalized feel for, for John Carter as a unit or whatever you want to call it. John Carter as a concept. And I was thrown. I was completely lost and confused and it feels like it should be harder to lose and confuse me. So I'm also going to go with maybe give it a pass or if you do, you know, come back next month, read issue three and go, Oh, okay. This is really starting to conceptualize for me and pull together. Then you go back, you grab one, two and three and read them as a whole. Uh, Maybe I am looking uh, I'm looking to see if I can find the, every time I type in John Carter of Mars number two, it always brings me up to, is there going to be a sequel to the Disney movie? John Carter number two. They're doing a sequel. Oh, no, they're, they are not. I'm, I'm trying to see SEO. if I can find out how, how many this is going to be, how many issues this is going to be in the series. And I'm not seeing it. That would be really weird to be that many. Uh, let's see. It's dynamite on the uh, six, or are they on the five? No, they they vary. So this looks like there's five in this one, um, okay. but they vary. Sometimes they do six, sometimes they do four. Just depends on it. Like um, with Alan Moore's daughter, uh, Leah Moore. Yeah, um, her yeah. stuff, the Sherlock Holmes stuff, at times was four issues. So it just varies mm-hmm. based on on what they're doing. 
Uh, but this one okay. looks like it's five. At least that's what they have in their pre-orders. It could be six. Um, yeah. But that's what that's what reviews uh, is listing right now. So, all right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. What are we going to review next week? That is up to you. Head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. We've got some comics. Vote on the one that you think is going to be most interesting or maybe the worst one that we're going to read. I don't know. Uh, go over there and pick one out and uh, come back next week and find out what the comic is and what we thought about it. In the meantime, there are hundreds of other comics that are being released each and every week. There's something for everyone, so go out there and read some comics. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.